0: Hello and welcome to the AI Future Show. With me, your host and guide, Professor Andy Pardo. So on today's show, I wanted to talk about facial recognition technologies. This is a topic that I know has been quite controversial in recent months, not least because of the Black Lives Matters campaign and the focus on police using such technologies. And There has been much debate on these technologies much further back. So for the last few years, there's been a lot of focus on these technologies and some of the challenges and issues in using them. As someone that's worked in various applications of computer vision over the last 20 years, I do feel I've got some level of experience and can provide a balanced perspective on the topic. And that's really what I wanted to discuss in this podcast. So let's try and set the scene before we sort of get into the specifics of FRT and computer vision. And and really what I want us to do is to recognise that no technology is perfect. With all technology, machinery and automation that we as humans employ, there are imperfections and problems, and we work very hard to iteratively improve them, of course, but we've only got to look at how transportation has changed since the very first version of Henry Ford's motor vehicle to see how we, over time, improve and refine the technologies. So the cars of today are very different from that very, first motor vehicle that came out off the production line from ford that's just to kind of give us a bit of a perspective taking this further technologies can be applied in different ways so think about atomic fusion fission for example these technologies or our scientific understanding of the atom has given us both the atomic bomb and nuclear energy. So there's there's different ways of applying the technology. Some can be seen as a negative way of using the technology, and there are obviously also positive ways of using the technology so with all of these things we have to weigh up the benefits and the disadvantages the opportunities and the challenges and and this will allow us to assess that bigger picture view of how these transformative technologies can really help us and i think it's really important to have that balanced perspective on these technologies and we can also look at artificial intelligence in general in the same way. We can apply it for so many good things that changes our lives for the better in a multitude of different ways. It's potentially beautiful and utopian in nature, but only if we do it right in a controlled and measured way. And we need to do this without stifling innovation and progress. Obviously, the counter-argument is that technology can be applied badly, inappropriately, and used by bad actors with selfish or even evil intentions. And I just want to make the, the point that this is the same for all types of innovation and technology and not just for artificial intelligence. And we've been dealing with these issues uh, for a long time. And I think it is right that we start talking about this From an AI perspective, of course, but this is not a new problem that we're facing, and we just need to understand that. The other thing that I wanted to really highlight is that we must remember artificial intelligence is really in its infancy. The current advances that we're using historic data to make pseudo decisions, none are actually proper learning or understanding. Um, The way that humans do and making informed, explainable and transparent decisions the way humans do. So we're a long way off that sort of human perception and dealing with the biases and opinions that might influence even our own conscious and unconscious decision making. So a lot of these challenges that we're seeing with machine learning, with data biases and the ethical concerns, we still have these from a human decision making perspective, both in our conscious and unconscious minds. But I think obviously that being pre-programmed, if you like, into an AI algorithm gives us some issues that we need to look at. And we know that our AI algorithms are susceptible to to these same influences of data biases and the data that's really driving the training of these algorithms. But we know this, and I think as good data scientists and AI researchers, there is a lot of work going on to figure out how we can minimize these issues. And I think what we do have to do is actually accept that data will by its nature have some elements of data biases it's the tools it's the frameworks it's the algorithms that we can build and design that can help mitigate these issues that's where a lot of research is going on at the moment we need to encourage that we need to use these challenges and problems to refine the ai algorithms so it's great that You know, we've highlighted these issues, but we mustn't stifle innovation. We mustn't say, can't do this, because I believe that there are a wonderful number of of great applications of computer vision, essentially. So I think that's important for us as well. We will have these teething problems. We will resolve them. We're aware of them. The industries are looking at this and figuring out how we can do this. And I think having some level of... Audit and regulatory oversight is beneficial to ensure that the best possible algorithms and capabilities are delivered and to make sure that we're not building in this sort of unfair or unresponsible AI capabilities into the systems that we build. I want to take a little bit of time now actually looking into a bit more detail about facial recognition technologies. And I want to do this because there's actually a vast range of applications of this sort of computer vision technology. And I think it's really important for us to understand some of the differences. So the first point to acknowledge is that there is a big difference between object recognition, person recognition, which is identifying that it's a human being, but not actually an individual and then individual recognition which is part of potentially facial recognition. So you've got these different levels of computer vision algorithms that are maybe well are detecting different types of objects so a person or an individual and I think we need to understand that. The other key factor is related to what information and for how long the information is kept. More simply put, the data privacy around the application. And there's a multitude of aspects to this, from both the incoming video feed, the initial machine learning algorithms to recognize different parts of the imaging and different objects, to then the next sort of layers of the algorithms to identify specific objects and different people using facial detection. And not all of that information will be stored at all or for a period of time. And it really depends on the application. So we need to understand that different applications will pursue data for different lengths of time. Um, And I totally agree that this isn't anywhere close to being transparent when we see these applications, right? And I think definitely one of the things that needs to be talked about and agreed from a government uh, regulatory perspective completely support that perspective on this another aspect of this I wanted to highlight is many of the applications of facial recognition technologies are actually for our own human safety and they don't necessarily need to detect an individual or recognize an individual they just need to know that there's a human in a location that's dangerous and to send an alert. So there are safety applications that again are not intruding in people's privacy, but are there to protect them and to help deal with dangerous situations. So there are some benefits to these technologies depending on how they're used and for what purpose they they're trying to achieve. Now, that all said, I do fully appreciate the concerns people have for privacy and wanting to avoid a police state. I certainly don't want to live in a world like that, and I'm sure many people uh, around the world don't. But I still believe that facial recognition and more generally computer vision technologies can be applied for good. We need to understand that. And for me, let's not chuck out the baby with the bathwater. Let's not just put a whole halt on developing these technologies now there are applications of ai that most people would agree we shouldn't be doing so the autonomous weapons and using ai to create those autonomous weapons i don't feel there's any real justification for developing those types of technologies and i think most people would agree with that however i believe facial recognition is is very different and i think there are significant benefits to the technologies that we shouldn't just discount, even though we've got challenges with the bias and the ethics and the regulation and all of that. So I think we need to be a little bit cautious. I also think it's good that some of the the bigger tech firms, so IBM, Amazon, Microsoft, have tried to sort of distance themselves a little bit from this controversial topic at the moment and saying that they want to slow down the development they want to work with regulators and governments to make sure that the applications are are approved and valid what slightly concerns me is i I hope we don't push this any further because it's those big companies that are probably best placed to solve some of these uh, challenges that we have. And I think, you know, we shouldn't stop them developing and improving the technology, but we should have that conversation about how the technology is used for sure. So for me, it's just making sure we don't end up in a worse situation. So I, I guess really trying to sort of bring all this together, i do believe that there is some level of governance and regulation that is needed for for these types of technologies and applications. But I I strongly believe we want to encourage the ongoing research and development to actually help us deal with some of these data bias and ethical challenges. And, And to be honest, while this is maybe most visible in these computer vision applications, there's data bias everywhere. And I think more generally, data science. Scientists and AI researchers, we need to come up with the frameworks that deal with these biases. There are lots of different perspectives. And again, I've seen posts on social media about the technologies in, in recent weeks and months about the problem is we don't have a diverse workforce developing these technologies. And while I agree we want diversity in technology, Absolutely, I'm not disagreeing with that. But in my opinion, that isn't the fundamental problem that we have here. That's not going to solve this issue. It might help make teams more aware, for sure. And I think that's a good thing. But fundamentally, that's not what is driving the underlying problems that we're seeing. It's actually we need to look at how we can build frameworks, tools, and even designing new AI architectures and algorithms that can help solve the underlying issue of data bias that is going to be pretty much there all the time. And I think that's the key focus. That's the key takeaway from today's podcast. And, and I hope that this has given you a bit more of a balanced view of the technology helping you to understand that you know these technologies can be used for lots of great things and uh, we we need to understand that and be and also understand that this is a new technology that's still in its infancy and we need to work hard to to improve it. And I think that's, for me, that's the key takeaway. And I'm sure that's going to be a big focus for a number of companies, large and small, to come up with these new approaches that help solve these issues. So really interesting topic Very excited to see what's going to happen over the next few years. I think there'll be some great innovation coming through that will be looking specifically at solving this. This, obviously, AI ethics is a a vast topic. And actually, the next episode, which will be the second live show, uh, is going to be with uh, Nigel Crook from the... Institute for Ethical AI so I'm really excited to be talking to Nigel um, next week and it's going to be a great conversation. I'm sure we'll be touching on facial recognition tech as well so uh, please join me on Thursday the 23rd of July uh, for the live show. We will also be recording it and putting it out as a podcast as well so it will be the next the next podcast after this one if you would like a transcript for this show it's actually based off the blog that i did a few weeks ago with the title of a commentary on facial recognition technology and its applications so feel free to have a look at that blog as well if you like this show it would be great if you could follow and share on social media all of our links are available on pardo.ai I would also be very grateful if you would take the opportunity to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite platform. And if you have a moment, please feel free to post a review. I will be reading out some of the first reviews in future episodes. Don't forget to check out Awards.ai. It's the Oscars of the AI world, the largest global annual achievement awards for artificial intelligence, independently judged with over 60 categories the fifth awards are still open for nominations until the thirty-first of July, twenty twenty, and best of all, it's free to enter. If you have an idea for a topic of discussion or would like to be a guest speaker on the show, please go to pardo.ai/show and fill in the suggestion survey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AI Future Show. I hope you've enjoyed it and will take the time to rate it and to share with your friends, family and colleagues. Also, don't forget to check out other episodes of the show. To find out more about me, visit pardo.ai. Are you an AI-related company and would like to sponsor one of the episodes or a full series of the AI Future Show? If so, please contact me on my website.